Hi there, you've tuned into the Delhi Capitals podcast. Uh, this is season 3 of our podcast and my name is Supreeta Das. We hope you are enjoying our episodes and I'm hoping that our episode today is a very entertaining one because our guest on the podcast is Phil Salt who is super entertaining with his batting. Salty, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Um I want to start by asking, I was just reading up a little bit on the internet. This photo of yours popped up poker faced fully serious clean shaven i almost couldn't recognize <laughs> how and why did that turn into this i'm like, probably laziness is the answer <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't often see me with a with a clean shave anymore mm, um, i've never seen you with one it's, it's too much to maintain <laughs> it's just once a week give it a trim, trim. <laughs> yeah away. yeah um uh, salty we're here in india of course for the ipl uh, you've you've been to india earlier but this is your first visit where you're actually playing cricket competitive cricket uh what's what's the india experience been like it's been good um there's been a lot of travel mm-hmm. i know that much i think we've had near near on 30 flights um two to go so mm-hmm. the travel's been pretty extreme I, i didn't really um you know expect it to be a bit of a challenge with the timings and whatever but the cricket's been unbelievable obviously we've had a tough competition things haven't gone quite how you know we would have wanted them to but I, i think the you know the the size of the league has taken me back almost um you know f- from watching on tv for so long to actually playing in it now um it's huge that the support's unbelievable the following is yeah. unbelievable so it's been really cool to be a part of in that regard yeah and and you've played so much of league cricket also around the world 2022 i think was particularly busy also for your bunch of leagues but the ipl is just something else like what were your expectations actually when you were coming in in terms of the competition and even the crowds because that's a standout always the the crowds are the standout yeah. uh, to be honest with you i mean in chennai mm. um you know you you couldn't hear anything i mean devon conway nicked one early on it was only a small nick um but there's just no way you could hear it in yeah. that atmosphere the, the, you really don't have a chance um because it is just so loud and then when doni came out to bat that was like something i've not experienced as well um it's like it's like every game's a world cup final <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and what's been your Delhi Capitals experience like so far? We'll talk a little bit uh, more about it as we as we go along, but uh, overall friends you've made, uh the camaraderie in the team, what what's that been like? It's been good off the field. It's been it's been brilliant. Um, you know, obviously on the field as I said, we were hoping for better results than we've got. Um, you know, even though we do have a very good squad, but off the pitch has been as brilliant there's such a good group of lads you know the support staff as well um you know everybody who is involved with the franchise is so good at making it an environment that you have fun and you can relax in as a player mm-hmm. um which is quite often the hardest thing to do yeah um you know a lot of the time that's harder than actually getting the cricket right um so to be a part of that um you know in my first IPL you know I actually feel quite lucky yeah um you of course became a capitals family member last year when you got into Pretoria Capitals and that was a fantastic tournament as well SA20 so as a Capitals family member we're going to just try and get to know you a little better as we as we go along so let's start a little bit from the start of your cricketing journey yeah. um which also involved uh, moving from the UK to the West Indies to Barbados if i'm not yeah. mistaken when you were very young yeah. yeah take take us a little bit through that um yes i moved there when i was I want to say around 10 mm-hmm. um and that was that was brilliant for my cricket um you know cricket wasn't really I played it bits and pieces and I I enjoyed it 
but moving there that was a real sort of shift into playing cricket all the time and focusing on cricket for myself which you know is obviously was obviously the right path um you know even though I didn't know it then but that's where my sort of love for the game started and had that move not happened do you think football may have been a potential career option you love it a lot i love football yeah I'll, when i'm not when i'm in my room or you know traveling i'll always have some sort of football podcast on or a football documentary or i'll be watching highlights or something like that yeah. um so football is you know my favorite sport it's a sport that i love but cricket can't be that far behind <laughs> in yeah. my own mind yeah yeah <laughs> um you know when when we look at your batting the way the way you play in some sense tailor made for t20 cricket it's just beautiful clean hitting absolutely fearless and destructive uh is that something that that was a part of your sort of you know when you were beginning to play your cricket is that what it was always from the start or something you worked on it's been a bit of a process to be honest it was hmm. i always enjoyed the game more when i was taking the game on and you know being aggressive and and you know essentially taking someone from the opposition down um you know i always enjoyed my cricket the most then um in my younger years when i was coming through the academy at sussex um i you know i had a bit of a i had a bit of a struggle with sort of coaches in particular play like this play like this no you got to, and there was a lot of different outside voices um i didn't have a consistent mindset at the time but i was still you know doing well enough to be playing in the first team mm. um and then i suppose when i I had a good season in the blast and you know there was talk of England selection and all this sort of a thing and I realized that if I want to get into the the side the England side at that point in time um and, and play for them I had to play a certain brand of cricket um you know that was obvious so I suppose I, I my sort of process and train of thought took a real turn then when I realized that that's the way that's going to be most effective for me to perform and to try force away into that England side. So it's although it does come naturally to me there's a, there's a lot more um there's a lot more process and thought and you know there's been a, a lot more hard work that you don't necessarily see behind the scenes to yeah. get to get there to to tr try and become that match winner. Mm. Uh who were your cricketing idols growing up and maybe you know someone who you probably modeled your batting on a little bit? Well there's there's so many. Um there's there's so many. I mean if you look at you know everyone will say when i do stuff like this i you know obviously caribbean flair or west indian sort of influence mm. and, and that's right you know i used to watch a lot of cricket at kensington oval in barbados and you know the, the west indies had five six seven batters in every team yeah. um you know who were entertaining and went out and took the game on so i i think it would it really is a combination of everyone um yeah. you know i used to love it when touring sides had come to Barbados as well and players like Matthew Hayden had come and you know when England came when Kevin Peterson came it, it, to watch that was unbelievable that's what really sort of captured my imagination at that age mm. uh how how did keeping happen though it's it's not a very obvious choice that a lot of uh, you know youngsters pick up was it something you wanted to pursue or it just happened Uh well it just happened at the start I kept all the way through sort of age group cricket and then when I was going through the setup at Sussex when I was maybe 15 onwards till a, till 18 or so um I wasn't really keeping I was just working on my batting mm. um that's where I was at, at that point in time and there was no scope for me to work on my keeping really uh, okay. I didn't have a lot of opportunity to do that but I knew that um 
goalkeeping was always something you know that I was good at and that I wanted to pursue, um, even though I wasn't getting those opportunities. So um, you know, it was my agent really that rode me hard. You know, I'd 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 get runs and he wouldn't really care. He'd be asking me about how hard I'd worked in the week leading up to the game on my keeping. So it was my agent that really you know pushed me in pushed that regard. Yeah which, yeah, which which was good because I'm I'm very grateful to him now for that and he knows that. Yeah. Um, I enjoy fielding as well, um, but you're not in it every ball. Uh, with keeping and batting, you've got you've got an opportunity to change every single ball of the game. And for myself, there's no better feeling than you know those games where you are involved in almost every ball. I think it's awesome to come off the pitch and say, you know, I've had the absolute utmost impact I, I, I could have had on this game. That's exactly. That, that is my that's my that's my dream dream game. Are you being able to reach out to bowlers, fielders, though in India? When you're keeping because it is so loud it's tough yeah <laughs> it's tough getting boys attention i know that much because they're obviously you know it's loud for me i'm in the middle yeah but then if you're 70 meters away and you're right in the thick of it correct and you've got whistles and all sorts going on yeah. um you know if it feels hectic in the middle mm. it feels 10 times more than that on the boundary Oof. so it is a challenge at times you know getting getting guys attention and because we've got Davey and he's normally at mid-off, it's sort of his job to sort of keep the bowlers calm yeah. under those, you know, pressure moments. Um, but, you know, you, you, you try and be the best teammate you can when you're out there. You try and get the angles right. You try and, in between overs, chat to the bowlers, just bowling over, say what you're thinking, what you think about this field, um, what you think about your length on this wicket, how's the wicket playing. You know, you're always having those conversations just to... It's not necessarily for me, but it's necess- just so that everybody's got a bit of clarity. Correct. I feel like those conversations are important, mm. um, you know, just to sort of really laser focus, guys. I think if you can be the best version of yourself as a teammate there, I feel like you can really help the people around you. Mm. Uh, Salty International cricket is, is so busy. There is so much of franchise cricket played throughout the year. You represented... A whole bunch of teams, I think, last year. <laughs> there was there was Abu Dhabi T10, I think, that you played in. Yep. There Pakistan was, Super League. Yeah, I think I went... 100. Yeah, so... SA20. <laughs> I think it was county season, then 100, then... Which, which year was it? See, all the years blend into one because yeah. I never really have a break. <laughs> so, Beer for blood. Yeah, yeah, it does. But there was there was a lot of teams. There's been a lot of teams in the last two years, um, you know, which is really cool for myself. Mm. I, I sort of said a few years ago, that every opportunity I get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it. And but it's tough keeping up with all of that. You're literally like, you know, country to country. Uh, how fat is the passport looking now? Yeah, the, the, I mean, it's not looking too fat. It's looking tired, is what it is. The, the front side of it's completely worn away, mm. and the back side's just full of baggage tags. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I, I don't think I'm running out of pages just yet. Yeah. But I think it is up for renewal soon. So I need yeah. to get that sorted out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that can be really challenging because you're moving from country to country, team to team. And you're always sort of expected to perform because everyone's judged on, on what they've done on the field. But it can be tiring, not just physically, but mentally as well. How do you keep yourself balanced and be ready uh, to, you know, do your job to the best of your ability every single time you step out? Yeah, there's a lot of... There's, that is, I mean, there's so many challenges mm. in that question. Um, as you said, you need you, every place you go, you need to give the best account of yourself. Um, you know, because you're only as good as your next game. Um, it's, it's not for me. It's not you're only as good as your last game. It's only as good as your next game. 
So you need okay. to be as fully focused as you can be on what's coming next. And that is quite tiring. You need to have your sort of methods in place to get you away from the game more than anything else. I think that's quite an under underrated or underused skill in the game to be able to actually switch off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, any, any time essentially that you have in the hotel, um, whether it's, you know, wherever you are, you need to be able to switch off. Otherwise it can all turn into a blur and it can all pass you by and you can end up on autopilot, not giving the best version of yourself. Um, and you know, I've, I've been in that spot before. I think everybody who's played um, around the circuit has been in that position. Um, but I feel like you have to be there to learn how to avoid it. Yeah. Uh, personally, it is tough. There's no, there's no sort of one size fits all answer. I don't Good. think, but it's, you just need to be honest with yourself and and think more than anything, know when enough's enough as well. Although it's good to be playing as much cricket as you can and saying, yeah, I'm improving in, in this country and in these conditions. You do need to be honest with yourself every now and again and say, you know what, this is too much. I need I need a week here or I need two weeks there. Because yeah. realistically, that's all you're ever going to get mm. if you're going to be successful. You're yeah. only ever going to get a week off or two weeks off here and there. So you need it's to be... It's a tricky one, for sure. It, yeah, it is tricky, but you, you need to... It's it's a it's an obstacle that's in everyone's way. Correct. I suppose. So you need to be able to find your way around that. How do you switch off when you have to completely? Oh, um, normally, it depends where you are uh, and it depends who your teammates are. Like, I've been very lucky with some really good teammates, lads you can go for dinner with and hang out with. They're, they're pretty good and you end up not talking about cricket all the time, which is a golden one for me. Um, and I like watching football. Yeah. I don't... I don't Even if I have to go to bed a little bit later, I love what, like, watching City this week at Madrid. Um, How far are they going to make it in the Champions League? They will win it. We'll win it. We got that on tip. Yeah, <laughs> hung on to a, a one-one there where <laughs> they scored completely against a run of play again. Yeah. But it was uh, we're allowed to talk about football on this. <laughs> Get this out there. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah, but the last time we played them in Europe, they sort of ran away with it, and we there was just it just wasn't right we didn't turn up but the way we sat behind the ball this time and yeah. and controlled the game when they come to our place we'll bat them right uh we'll just get back to the cricket and the friendships you mentioned a rather unusual one blossoming between an englishman and an aussie bloke by the name of mitchell marsh on the field and off it you guys <laughs> have hit it off and how that's, that's a pretty cool thing that's happened yeah he's a legend and um To be fair, I, I can't even have a dip at the Aussies here because we've got so many. <laughs> so I'd love to have a little snipe at the Aussies, but, yeah. but um, we've got so many and they're all legends. Um, so it's a bit of a tough one. Mm. But, you, you know, me and Mitch have got on really well. Um, he's a great fella. Um, very chilled out. As I, as I said when I spoke to you last, we were supposed to play together at Perth Correct. last year, but it never happened because we both got injured at the same time. But... No, it's been good. It's been good. And as as we're talking about with getting away from the game, it's it's so helpful to have someone like him around because we're on the same wavelength. We talk the same amount of smack. We it's it's good fun. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of all the Aussie legends um in in the setup led of course by Ricky, uh just uh tell us what it's been like working with Panther and also each time, you know, after the matches uh when you've when you've batted really well like the match against RCB for instance that knock of 87 how he says that do your thing and just bat the way you are let nothing change that approach of yours even if it means a couple of failures here and there what's it been like working with Panto it's been really good um 
you know, coming out here, I, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't have any sort of premonitions about it. Um, but I think there's, there's one training day in particular. Normally he watches every single ball you'll hit in training. But there was one training day at our training ground here in Delhi, not at Kilakota, the other one. And I, w I batted. I must have batted for two or three hours. Um, and I was finishing in the spin net because it had gone dark. And it, I was the last person out there with four spinners, four net bowlers. And he was stood behind me watching every ball, every single ball saying, right, now do this, now do that. And then we'd talk about it for 30 seconds. He'd say, he would explain something to me. And that level of investment is not something you get from every coach. Um, a lot of the time, you know, as a head coach, you've got a, well, you need to have a much sort of broader general outlook um, you know, which he does really well. But then the fact that he can also put the time into every single player yeah. and watch almost every single ball that you hit is something that's sort of blown me away, to be honest. I didn't, I didn't expect him to be that invested in you. Um, so to be, I've, I've loved working with him and, and um, Watto as well. Mm. Watto's been awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I played a lot of franchise cricket against him when I was just coming onto the scene. Um, he used to hate playing against him. Really? Um, used to hate it because he was just always something, something very aggressive without like about him. Mm. Like he never really caused much of a fuss on the pitch, but there was something. He was a competitor. He was yeah. always in the battle. And uh, to be honest, I've loved hanging around with those two. Um, even when it's not talking about cricket as well. Even when we're just talking about life or another sport or something. Yeah. They're both really good fellas and I feel very lucky to have them yeah. here in this setup. Mm. Apart from the coaches and Mitch, of course, uh, who've, you've become great buddies with. Uh, anyone else, you know, maybe any of the Indian guys who've been been good friends with you or you've you've had a good time hanging around with and just maybe talking and getting to know each other? Surprise the package. List, the list is so long, honestly. Yeah. I mean, Ishan, I played with Ishan when he came over to Sussex a few years ago. And really? He was okay. a legend then, mm. legend now. Um, Paddy Farhart's physio room hmm. is something to behold because everybody... Can you please share stories that are worth maybe, you know, putting on, <laughs> on tape, on camera with us? Everybody, please. everybody comes through there and yeah. all the boys try and wind Paddy up. You've got Khalil, he's always in there. Uh, Manish, he's always in there. You know, Safraz will come through, Yashdol will come through. And they're all just trying to wind Paddy up. Yeah. And Paddy just has it off of the cool deep as well. Cool deep especially. Yeah, yeah. And um, they all come in and sort of try have him off a bit and wind him up. And he just tells them to get... Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> in no uncertain terms. And it's so funny because they're just backwards and forwards for half yeah, an yeah. hour, 40 minutes. It's like watching your favorite show on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> it's that entertaining. Paddy is a legend. Yeah. <laughs> it's that entertaining. Yeah. And every oh, it's so funny. Everyone's just having a crack at each other. Yeah. It's it's honestly, it's one of the better half an hours you can spend in the hotel. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about the World Cup and the World Cup win. That that is that is a huge feather in the cap for someone young and your your cricket career. Just just tell us what it meant and and the entire experience of winning the World Cup. To be, to be honest, it's only sort of sinking in now. Really? When when people say it to me. Um, Why is that so? I think it's a combination of like the gravity of the situation and how and 
how big it was almost. Um, and also the fact we did, we went straight onto a 50 over series Correct. the next day. So we yeah. finished the get, we must've left the change rooms at the MCG at 3am, 4am, mm. something like that. And went back to the hotel. And then at, I think we left the hotel the next day at midday to fly to Adelaide for a 50 over series, which is just so tough because yeah. we had seven games in Pakistan before the World Cup. Then we flew to Australia and then we had a three-match T20 series against Australia. Correct. And then we had a full World Cup. Uh, three series back to back to back Oof. all the way. It just sounds hectic just listening to it. It's unbelievable. You know, there's so much conversation about the scheduling and all that sort of stuff, international cricket. I'm very much in the mindset still where every opportunity that comes my way, I've got to take. Mm. Um, but even so, that it just felt, something about it felt so wrong. It, it was it was really it was really strange. Um, loved it. Like the boys were just over the moon to win the World Cup, and for a lot of guys in our squad as well, that was you know both World Cups for them. Exactly. So holding both World Cups, yeah. which is incredibly special, you know, for the guys in the group like Joss and Wokesy and all those Mo Rash, all the guys that had been a part of that success in 2019 at yeah. home. Yeah. And then going down under and, and winning a World Cup away. Mm. I, I, I can't imagine how that felt for them. And I know Morgie would have been very proud as well, um, you know, because he was a sort of bloke who got the ball rolling with the sort of whole redirection of English cricket. Mm. Um, and I know he was on commentary. I spoke to him before the final. But for him, it must have been very special. So I, looking back on that, I, I, I don't know if you can take it all in at that, at that point in time. Because it is so incredibly special. I think it does take a long time to sink in. I, when we won it, we obviously ran on the pitch and celebrated. And then yeah. we, we were stood on the outfield at the MCG and Wonderwall came on by Oasis. And that's when I just took a moment. Oh, this looked around, I was like, this is the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. Like, fuck. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Is there like a little flashback that happens that takes you back to your days when you started playing cricket? What, what was it like? I don't, I don't think it takes you back that far. I think it takes mm. you to the, the more recent testing times. Um, I think that's where it takes you. I think it takes you back to the times when you're all in the fight together. Like you think Pakistan series, we were 3-2 down yeah. in the seven-game series. And, you know, we, we were there. And although, you know, we had the World Cup coming straight after, as a group of players, we were very tight. Right. And we all said, listen, boys, this sets the tone for the winter. Mm. We win these next two games and, and we win them properly. Like we go out, we play now mm. because this is going to set the tone for the rest of the winter. And we did that. That's, yeah. a, that's exactly what we did. So I think, I think you'd look back to those times. Or I know I do. I look back to those times where we were challenged as a group and challenged personally. And you just come out of it. You just think, yeah, that's proper. That is proper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a World Cup year. This one as well um, yeah. uh, to be played in India. Your thoughts on, on, on that and you want to make some... Early predictions, maybe? Every every side in the World Cup who's playing at home is obviously very strong. Yes. Um, you know, you can count up all the games that that English lads have had around the different venues in in India and then I'm sure, you know, there'll be players in the Indian team who have more games at that venue than the rest of them put together. Together. Yeah. So, so so the knowledge of the ground is something that is you know, whatever venue you're at is going to be really, really important. Yeah. The challenge is going to be, I think, for any team that comes over here is adapting. Um, I think it'll be one of the more high-scoring World Cups 
I do think that um, if you look at some of the scores we've had in the IPL this year, I mean, it's been crazy. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't give out wholesale predictions at this point. I just don't know. Last four? <laughs> Try. The, what, the last four in the World Cup, the two semis. Yeah. It'll be... No pressure. Us in Australia and New Zealand and India on the other side. Okay. Set up for an England-India final. <laughs> Which cool. we which we win. <laughs> no, but I can't give predictions. Okay, okay, no, no problem. No. Um, going back a little bit to to the IPL experience, and I know you said that you know you're only as good as your next game, not the last one. But we yeah. have to talk about the RC game, RCB game a little bit. Yeah. Uh, when in the middle of your batting, of course, uh, there was that little spat that you had with the uh, Siraj. <laughs> Yeah. You're, you're up for that kind that kind of stuff if the occasion calls yeah one, absolutely yeah um it's a storm in a teacup but it looked <laughs> it looked entertaining from the side sure you did. know it had it had all the there's a few fingers being pointed in people's faces and yeah davy came in davy came in a little pitbull came in from the other end to yeah. back me up yeah yeah i mean it looked it looked from the outside like it was a like punches were going to get thrown at the start of a boxing match with the fingers and faces. Correct, but, correct. but just, it wasn't like that. It's just yeah. the amount of times that happens in a cricket match. Um, but I do love that. I love the challenge. I love, I love somebody, you know, trying to throw it down to me. Um, mm. And especially the, I didn't play the first game in Bangalore, but the way that they sort of ran away with the game, you know, and there was a fair bit of carry on from them. So I, I think as a squad, we, we spoke collectively and said, right, we yeah. don't let that happen. We we take the game to them today. And realistically, in the game, it was a perfect time to throw it back on them and say, don't care. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll just play the game. Yeah. Now, it suddenly was one of the standout moments, your knock, um, in, in a season that's that's been tough, which kind of brings me to the question of how, as a professional athlete uh, in this day and age, uh, do you deal with failure when when it happens? It's it's not easy because we're judged so easily. Social media doesn't make it easy at oh. all. We all spend a lot of time, more than we should, yeah. on it all the time. Some people choose to read comments, some don't. I don't know what your thing is. But uh, when, when the going stuff, how do you deal with it and not attach yourself maybe to an outcome so much? Yeah, well, that's the key thing there yeah. that you've said. Don't attach yourself to the outcome. Mm. Uh, attach yourself to the process. So attach yourself to being very specific and clear with what you're working on in training, what you think is going to, you know, if, if I go to training tonight, I'm, I'm working on something very specific that I think that my game might need a little tune up here or there. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe I'll look at the opposition. Maybe they'll have a certain type of bowler that I want to face. Um, dealing with failure is a part of cricket and it's always the way that there's there's always someone ready to pounce on you and say something whether it's you know it could be someone in your own dressing room or it could be someone in the stand or it could be someone in the commentary box there's always someone looking to pounce on something and jump on it and almost make a headline for themselves yeah um which is pretty strange cricket's a game where you're going to fail more than you succeed and you have to understand that early on um you know i've i've got no real time for social media um to be honest i don't have it downloaded on my phone or anything like that um you know i get it out as and when i need to if i need a sponsor doing something or <laughs> put something on there i'll literally download it for five minutes put something up and then disappear because there, mm. there's no mileage in reading the stuff because there's always 
there's always an idiot yeah. with an opinion. That's the, true. the world's full of them. If you know, if I but if I walk down in the hotel lobby now and some bloke said, "Hey, so should have got more runs against this team," I wouldn't listen to them there. Correct. So why would I listen to them just because they've? It's wrote on the a internet comment. and validate yeah. them. I I just think that if you're really there, commenting on what other people are doing in their lives, yeah, yours can't be that interesting. Yeah. That's the <laughs> that's the bottom line for me, and that's, that's why I've got no. I've got no real interest in it. Like, yeah. good luck to them. Say what you want, but I love that response. I love that that approach. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to apply a little bit, <laughs> yeah. bit of it. Um, just looking a little bit ahead, um, Salty, what would you say your your cricketing goals are? Short term and long term, of course. Um, I, I know Test cricket is something that you obviously want to play and yeah. excel in as well. I think my short term goals are win a trophy with Lancashire. Um, okay. I'd love to do that because um, they're similar to here they're a great set of lads the the, the dressing room is unbelievable there um, so I think that would be really special after all the hard work the boys have put in um, same goes for the 100 I, I just want to win things I made a I made a fairly big decision to you know move away from the club that I came through um, and move to Lancashire which okay. was almost like a move home in some in, in some way it's all about trophies for me now um that that's what I want to do. I want to finish with a handful of trophies yeah. for Lancashire. Um, you know, they've put a lot of faith in me, so I'd say my short-term goal is to is to get back and do that. And long-term. Long-term. More trophies. Know, I don't know yet. Loads of trophies. <laughs> <laughs> short-term, like a few. Long-term, heaps. Small trophies, big trophies. <laughs> yeah, medium matter. trophies. Doesn't yep. matter. Um, long-term. I don't know. I I tend not to set long-term goals because you, yeah. you don't know what's gonna happen um you know my winter was my winter proved that to me the last odi against australia um dislocated my shoulder ac joint and then i was out for best bit of a month and a half yeah almost two months uh, you know south africa was almost a doubt for me and that whole time i was supposed to be playing t10 and then back to australia for big bash correct so i think in this game i think as soon as you take your eye off the ball what you do in this current moment and you start looking too far ahead, that's when I feel like there's a potential for a banana skin. Mm. So I, I try not to. I, I really try not to tempt fate. Yeah. Nice. Um, I do wish many, many trophies to you, um, Salty. Before we close this one, we've got a quick uh, T20 rapid fire round. So we'll see how this one goes. Okay. Who is the biggest prankster in the Delhi Capitals team? Safras Khan. Uh, he he figured out he he's figured out a nickname for you, hasn't he? What does he call you? Namak. Namak. Yeah. Now you know too yeah. many times. Everybody calls me that now, though. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> Are there salt endorsements coming coming up or no? Any What's that? The any endorsements like a salt brand? I don't think there's no use for it, is there? <laughs> if it was Diet Coke. Uh, I'd <laughs> sign here. <laughs> but, but there there are so many so many uh, puns with with your last name that keep coming. Have have any of them caught your eye? I saw uh, salt assault the other day. Uh, yeah. Salt adds spice to Delhi. <laughs> yeah, a punch of salt. Punch. <laughs> salt yeah. pepper sixes. Yeah, peppering boundaries. That's a favorite. That's well, a favorite. I, it's like every journalist who writes it thinks, oh, no one said this one before. Yeah, this is so funny. Yeah. Original each time. Okay, uh, who in the DC team has the best taste in music? This is a tie: mm. Yash Dool and Ishan. 
Who has the most questionable taste in music? Please be 100% honest. Oh, I've heard, I've, I've heard some <laughs> bad songs. Who would it be? Uh, Abhishek Perel. I was sat on my bed the other night yeah. and I opened Spotify and um, it was like, Abhishek Perel is listening on JBL speaker. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to join session? So I clicked join yes. session and it was uh, a soundtrack to a, a romance film, like a love, like a love story. <laughs> So he said it was like soundtrack to love story such and such. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll check with him. We'll check with yeah. him. Okay, cool. Who is the best dancer in the team? Safraz Khan. Okay. Uh, your best buddy. I think this is such an easy one. Yeah, Bison. Bison it is. Who is the most disciplined member of the team? Oh, um, it would have to be one of the South African boys. Lungi. Lungi Ngidi, I think. He's, you know, he's not necessarily... Had the easiest time of out here, but he's worked so hard. Yeah. Um, he's been so good with what he's done in the gym and he always tears in at training. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Okay. One word to describe uh, Indian crowds. Crazy. One word to describe the T20 World Cup win. Unbelievable. What is your favorite cheat meal? Sounds really bad to say. The f- probably on the way back home, if I stop in Dubai, I'll... I'll get a McDonald's there hmm. or when I land at the airport, I'll, I'll hit the drive through. Okay. That's all right. That's, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Once in a while. Yeah. Why not? Totally. Uh, okay. If you could eat one food, uh, you have the choice to eat only one food item for the rest of your life. What would that be? It needs to be, does it have to be like a sensible answer? Cause you can live, no. off, you can live off chickpeas, can't you? Or McDonald's. That's like a thing. That's like, a, no, not McDonald's. I mean, the size of a house. Uh, Riley Russo said bread. So yeah, sure. I'll take chickpeas. Bread. Yeah, bread. He, uh, so I'll take chickpeas. Actually, no you know, dal, ba- dal bakara. Dal bakara, which yeah. was my next question. The best Indian food you've had. Dal bakara. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. And apart from the dal bakara, what other Indian words have you picked up? Oh, we can't, can't, no. can't, we can't say them on None here. None of them? We can't say them on here. Okay, so then let me no. just, let me just uh, <laughs> teach you one acceptable one as yep. we um, close this one. Dhanyavad Dilli. One more time. Dhanyavad. Try. Dhanyavad. Dhanyavad is thank you. So, Dhanyavad. Yeah. Delhi. Dhanyavad Dilli. Lovely. And Dhanyavad, Phil, so all for your time. Thank you so much. I wish you many, many trophies, lots of runs. Please be cool and play the way the way you always do. Thank you so much. Thanks very much. Thank you. Cheers.